Welcome to another episode of D-Listed, the podcast. I'm Michael K. And I'm Allison. And I know many, 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 many of you have been wondering about our theme song, I'm sure. Well, you probably already know what it is, because it's obviously The Stump Hotel by Casper <laughs> Baby Pants, the song everyone knows. And we picked that song mainly because it was written by someone named Casper Baby Pants, which sounds like Justin Bieber's secret name that he uses to compose podcast <laughs> themes, but it that also doesn't work because he can't write. That bitch can't write, so yeah. he didn't write this. It also sounds like as close as we're going to get to a Casper sponsorship. As close, yeah, like Casper diapers. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what that is, Casper Baby Pants. So, I and I got this song, you know, one of those podcast themes, you know, you buy a license for a year. So that's where I got it. But I did a little research on it, as everyone should do research on their podcast theme song. So Casper Baby Pants is a pseudonym of Chris Ballou. Okay. You don't know who Chris Ballou is? Chris Ballou. I didn't know who Chris Ballou is until I went deep. I went deep on this one. I went Dateline NBC deep on this one. You went into the dark webs. Yes. Chris Ballou. No, this is the light web. Okay. So Chris Ballou uh, was the lead singer and guitarist of the band The Presidents of the United States of America. You know that band, right? Get out! This yes. is crazy. And I'm not playing for like the podcast. Like I legitimately don't know any of this. And that's like kind of exciting. Well, you know who that band is, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, so Casper Baby Pants is the name he uses. He writes children's albums. So this all makes sense. So yeah. the song that we chose is off of a children's album, which couldn't be more fitting since you and I are bitchy 12-year-olds, basically. So... And I've got it the reading worked. level of a, like, five-year-old. If you have the reading level of a five-year-old, I have the reading level of a five-minute fetus. <laughs> so, what's your favorite Presidents of the United States of America song? Um, It would probably have to be, this is going to make me sound like a huge nerd, but you know what? It isn't the Stump Hotel, no. our theme song? I was going to say, that's obviously my first. My second would be... Lump because of the Weird Al parody. What was uh, that? Gump. After About, Forrest Gump. Oh yeah. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, did I have did I have that album? Yes. My cousin had the Presidents of the United States album, and I was yeah, like, I had that album too. Yeah, I was just I like, still listen to it. Do you really? Well, I don't have the hard copy anymore. When I needed money, I sold all my CDs on eBay. Sure, it's it's in a, it's in a CD now, visor in your car still. I know it is. It is, yeah. But I l- love that album. So this is this works for me. But if anybody out there wants to do an official theme song for us, go go at it. And by anyone, I mean Stacey Q. Only yeah. Stacey Q. If your name is not Stacey Q... We don't want it. Okay. Yeah. So let's go right into the news, as we call it. Uh, Brangelina. I feel like I'm always talking about Brangelina. It's as if this is a gossip podcast. Who knew? But we're talking about Brangelina again. So they're still fighting over custody, over money. They're still using the media to fight. And over the weekend, page six, which they've they've been very pro-Brad, but they went, they became the captain of Team Pitt, they put out a it was a total hit piece on Angelina Jolie. Would you say that they temporarily changed their name from Page Six to Page Pitt? Oh, that's oh, not good. No, that was no. not good. 
Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. It's been a lot of fun. So they titled it, Angelina Jolie is no longer the saint she set out to be. So it's a long piece. They run down everything that's happened in the divorce thus far, starting with drunken Brad fighting with Maddox on a plane, to her filing for divorce out of the blue, to the whole thing being public. They even get into her, you know, um, trying to cleanse her homewrecker image by becoming a saint, you know, because she got with Billy Bob when he was with Laura Dern. She got with Brad when he was with Jennifer. So that she tried to cleanse her image by becoming a saint. But now this whole custody fight has knocked her. Yeah, and her horns started poking out. And her horns, yeah, her horns knocked out her halo. So they basically paint her as a vindictive, demonic bitch. And that's probably putting it nicely. And who's trying to destroy Brad and who's upset that he doesn't want her anymore and that he's not chasing after her. Yeah, so here's some quotes from sources. Uh, she doesn't want Brad to move on. She's furious that he's not chasing after her. And that fury is now ruining her image. She filed for divorce out of the blue. Then people connected to her floated information to the media that Pitt had punched one of her kids on a flight in a drunken high rage. Angelina kicked the shit out of Brad at the beginning. Then she tried to make other threats and said he was going to be arrested. She really started a whispering campaign against Brad that was false. And there's a, you know, yeah. basically poor Brad and that she's, you know, dragging him. And on, she didn't respond to that, but she did confirm through her publicist that her original, this is something we already knew, that her original lawyer, Laura Wasser, um, left the case. The rumor is that Laura left the case because Angie's crazy and wanted to play dirty, and Laura didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Angelina hired Samantha Blay Dijon from San Francisco. So she, Angelina, issued a statement through People confirming that Samantha Blay Dijon is now her main lawyer, thanked Laura for the transition, and said that she put Samantha as a lead, as the lead, because it's in the best interest of the children. And then a source, she didn't say this through a publicist, a source said, Angelina remains focused on healing her family. She continues to support the reconciliation of the children with Brad. Samantha Blade Dijon, my favorite sandwich spread, of course. <laughs> my favorite drag queen slash sandwich spread. Yeah, isn't, isn't that what we all aspire to be, really? Um, yeah, we we obviously know that, like, Angelina is not the Angelina we like know and love anymore. Well, that's what Brad wants us to think, obviously. Well, what did you think was the Brangelina you knew and love? The Brangelina that I like Oh sorry, the Angelina. The Angelina, yeah. The Angelina that I knew and love was girl interrupted, like waist length black hair at the Oscars, kissing her brother. Blood well, so that's a messy, Bob. like a, like that's me- a messy Angelina. Messi- so isn't this a messy Angelina then too? It is, but she's just a little bit classier though. Like I love the term whisper campaign because that makes it seem like she's still messy, but she's just a little bit classier about it. Oh, this but, ain't classy, honey. <laughs> but it's not, it's different, from a a scre- mess. it's different from a screaming campaign. Yeah, like that's I, true. I would love to tell someone that I'm like in a whisper fight with someone. Like, we're, we've had whisper words with each other. Then and... get in a fight with Ivanka Trump because she whispers everything. Ugh, I don't want anything to do with her. <laughs> but no, Michael, I have a question for you. Do you think this means now that Brad is going to become the saintly one 
and he's going to like overhaul his image slowly to become St. Bradley. Well, it depends who he dates next, because you've seen that where Brad becomes whoever he's dating. So he became a do-gooder because he got with Angelina Jolie. He suddenly started making houses in New Orleans. He started doing all these do-gooding things. So if he gets with, who's a do-gooder? Oh, a Mal Clooney. Oh, she's married. I know, but... That'll be a bad look for him. I know. Who knows what will happen? I know. This is like... The, who I would love it if this gossip happened because also there was that story about how Angelina thought that Amal Clooney was like single white femaleing her and copying her life and doing humanitarian things. Yeah, you know, Amal a, Clooney just started doing that. She in just a, started doing that after meeting yeah, Angelina. Yeah, right after. You know, in a perfect primetime TV world, that's what would happen is Brad and Amal would get together. Well, in a perf- for me, in a perfect world would be the judge getting as petty as Brad and Angie by giving custody to Jennifer Aniston. She would say, I give, she, but she don't want that kids. No. They, she doesn't want those, you know, they don't go with tequila and Cabo. Kids do not go with tequila and Cabo. No, that would be a two-part to-be-continued episode. It'd be great. Yeah. So speaking of drama queens, but literally this time, because this story is about someone who's bringing six tons of thespian attitude, uh, and that would be, Ethan Hawke, or should I say four-time Academy Award nominee Ethan Hawke, although to be fair, uh, half of those are for screenplays, but whatever. Uh, So Ethan Hawke is currently promoting his new film, First Reformed, which... uh, Is that an army movie? No, it's a a priest movie, so you know it's going to be extremely heavy and possibly nominated for some kind of award. Um, So he recently pissed off a bunch of people by implying that superhero movies aren't real films and I called them superhero movies because you know that Ethan Hawke calls them movies and not films. So during an interview with um, uh, the film stage, which is like a cinema publication, Ethan decided to drag superhero films. But specifically, he came for the 2017 Wolverine movie, Logan, which... Mm. Do you, which everyone says is good. I, I don't watch those movies, really, unless... Yeah, everyone. Catwoman is in it, so of course. Yeah, everyone says that it's like decent. Like people would compare it to The Dark Knight, which I actually went and saw that this weekend in movie theaters, and I was like, "Yeah, this is a this is an okay movie." Um, but Ethan would not agree with me. So Ethan's talking about um, Logan, and he says, "Well, it's a great superhero movie. It still involves people in tights with metal coming out of their hands. It's not Brisson. It's not Bergman." But they talk about it like it is. I went to see Logan because everyone was like, this is a great movie. And I was like, really? No, this is a fine superhero movie. And just like that, Ethan Hawke was immediately banned from Comic-Con, from uh, any kind of Marvel convention. Yeah, so Ethan Hawke, done. So obviously people were very upset with him acting like superhero movies are not real movies. Which... See, this is the thing. He just said his opinion, which who cares? Yeah, yeah. like I don't know if we need it's Ethan not, Hawke's like, final opinion on superhero yeah, movies. Yeah, it's not like suddenly because Ethan Hawke said superhero movies are stupid, people are going to think, oh, I can't go see a superhero movie because the guy from Sunset Reborn or whatever that series is called. What is it called? <laughs> Sunset, the, the Born Sunset Identity. Before Sunrise, before, before Sunset. The guy from Before Sunrise says that they're stupid, so I can't see them anymore. 
Also, we need to take it with a grain of salt, too, because he's he's, you know, he's Ethan Hawke from Reality Bites and Ethan Hawke from Before Sunrise Sunset. He's also Ethan Hawke from The Purge. So it's not like all Wait, was of he in the first Purge. Yes. Well, those see, those are better than superhero movies. He's also Ethan Hawke from what is he? What is this movie? He's in this priest movie. Oh, uh, First Reformed. That one. I haven't seen it. it sounds awful. So yeah. he's Ethan Hawke from that. Yes. So we opened with um, a story about a legendary homewrecker. So let's close this section with another story about a legendary homewrecker. One of my favorites, Miranda Lambert. Miranda Lambert told uh, the Tennessean very recently that she's happily single, which means she has broken up with Evan. I'm going to try my hardest not to say Felcher through the story, but I am. It's Falkner. Which it's basically the right Fel- way to say it's yeah. Felcher. It's, it's Felcher. That's the right way to say it. Um, she got up, um, so she's broken up with him, and this has happened right after his divorce from his wife Stacy Felkner was finalized. Miranda and Evan first got together when his band, the Turnpike Troubadours, opened up on a few dates of her current tour in February. Evan was very married at the time, and the first few days of the tour, he called his wife, you know, like normal, like a husband would, and then a couple of days after that, he totally ghosted her. He didn't talk to her. That's when he got with Miranda, and he filed for a divorce a quick minute after on February 16th, and Stacy claims she found out from the paper, which who, re- who was reading the paper? Stacy Faulkner is, that's who, and that's how she found out <laughs> she was getting divorced. Uh, Stacy has been very loud about this. And earlier this month claimed Miranda was blowing up her phone from a blocked number because Miranda was jealous that Evan was talking to her again. Miranda and Evan were last seen together holding hands in New York City in July. The Turnpike Troubadours were supposed to play the final dates of her tour, but they're not anymore. I will say that I cannot wait for Miranda Lambert's coal miner's daughter walk the line style biopic because oh, it's it going to be, be a series wild. it's going to be an fx series see and i'm alone in a corner by myself on this but i love miranda lambert oh you're I not love lo- her music i know people hate her i she is shameless she didn't give a shit she's a mess i don't totally i'm like i would say i'm not in the corner with you i have like one foot in the door because i kind of love how because this is like pure country trashy like steal your man is like you know country theme number three right Allison, under trucks Allison, and dogs. Allison, you can't steal a man. No, that's true. A man, a man shows up to you and you receive it like an Amazon package and yes, say, "Okay, exactly. you, of you sign for it." Yeah, yeah. But I, no, but what I love about this yeah. is when most people, when they hear that their boyfriend's divorce is finalized, that's good news. For Miranda, put a close sign over her. Coochie, and yeah. she probably ghosted him. She probably was done with him. She said, I got to go wash my hair. And she called her security guards to escort him out of the room. Yeah, he sent her a picture of like the divorce papers going through, and she's like, block number instantly. And then you know that Evan Felcher is going to try and get Stacy to take him back and marry him again because if she does, Miranda's going to take him back. And yeah. you know that tour money pays well. <laughs> Don't do it, Stacy. We're back. So this part, we're just going to 
give our thoughts on a few stories, starting with Mel B, a.k.a. Scary Spice. She said in a statement to The Sun that she's going to rehab in the next few weeks to be treated for booze and sex addiction, as well as PTSD, which she's been diagnosed with having and got from her messy marriage and divorce with Stephen Belafonte. Uh, Stephen claimed during their divorce that she had booze and sex addictions, and she claimed he was both verbally and physically abusive. Um, One of the things that Mel B said um, about going into rehab, which is great because that divorce was such a mess that anyone deserves to take some time away from it. But she said, I'm going to I'm I'm going to go do rehab in Britain because I'm very, very British. And I just want to know what this very, very British rehab is like. And I'm I'm like Harry Potter. Yeah, but I'm picturing Harry Potter, but with like a group therapy session called Corgi Cuddles. Where they just sit there and rock them like babies. Any crumpets. Yeah, until I'm proven wrong. That's what I believe it is. So next one, People Magazine. This is we're still on the British, British um, beat. People Magazine confirms that Prince Harry. Um, I'm trying not to say Prince Hodgins because whenever I say that in public, I feel so stupid. I mean, whenever I say that out loud, I feel so stupid. So Prince Hodgins, and I just said it, and I feel <laughs> stupid. Actually, I didn't feel stupid that time. And Duchess Meghan got a Labrador early this summer. This dog's been seen at their summer house. Megan already has a dog, a beagle named Guy, who's living it up with her at Kensington Palace. She did have another dog named Bogart, but she left him in Toronto with friends after her vet said the dog is too old to travel. That sucks. As somebody who lives in Toronto, I we don't even have a jack-in-the-box here. I wouldn't want to get left here by someone. But... So I feel so bad for Bogart, her old dog, because it never was specified why Bogart couldn't go to the palace. And now I just Bog- said, Allison, because he's too old. The, her vet said he's too old to get on a plane to travel. Yeah, I don't. Here's the thing, though. I don't believe that. I know. Isn't it a private plane? Yeah, exactly. So I think they could have put Bogart on a plane. So there, there's a real reason here that they're not talking about. And I think Bogart's going to eventually leak it once he gets the number to oh, no, the son should, from Thomas Markle. No, he should straight up go on TV like Thomas and Samantha Markle and put Megan on blast because he got replaced with some new bitch who is now sniffing on Prince Harry's crotch. And he was robbed of that. Megan could at least send him some a pair of Prince Harry's panties so he can, you know sniff those and Megan you can send them to me I'll get them to Bogart (laughs) okay number three our third story Cardi B gave birth to her daughter Culture six weeks ago and she's been counting down on Twitter the day she gets to have sex with her husband Offset I'm assuming she wants to have sex with her husband Offset and over the weekend she posted an Instagram story of her husband Offset he was clearly fingering her Cardi B I watched this too many times and that's what he was doing and she captioned it when the six weeks up when some of her followers called her out for being sucio trash she (laughs) tweeted i do whatever the fuck i want i never claim to be an angel she also said she wasn't getting fingered and that she was wearing some leather shorts okay do you really think she was getting fingered though well i don't know if he was fingering but he i mean you you have the same business she has so what's your um opinion well, I think re- regardless of the vicinity in which his fingers were, whether they were like outside, inside, near the exit, Instagram will take down pictures of like a suggestive ham sandwich, 
you know? So I'm so shocked that they didn't delete that video because it kind of, well, well, whatever was, was happening. It, they delete stories too? I think they can, yeah. If it's gross well, I'm enough. I'm sure they can, yeah. If Instagram is like clutching their pearls hard enough, they'll like, well, what do you think he was doing? Time. He was clearly rubbing her. Well, because I'm a lady, I choose to believe that he was resting his hand on her leg in, you know, an affectionate manner in a way that says, this mm-hmm. is my wife and mother of my child and I love her so much. And Well, I think what was most shocking about the video is that Offset was touching his wife instead of one of his many side pieces. So that, that's what was shocking. Oh, Kerr. I can't that, do that. Oh, Kerr, can you? Oh, Kerr. I sound no. like a dead rooster. I can't do it oh, either. Kerr. I'm not going to try. Try it. Oh, Kerr. Oh, no. It doesn't work. I can do, no, I can do, I can do takeoff shouting out ad libs behind him, but that's it. We offended it. so many people. Okay. Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus's little sister, Noah Cyrus, and her tattoo face SoundCloud rapper boyfriend, Little Zan, Got her dad, Billy Ray Cyrus, a bong, some weed, some loose weed, and some joints for his 57th birthday. And they posted about it on Instagram. I would not smoke anything given to me by Lil Xan. First of all, just looking at him, no disrespect to Lil Xan's face, but the fact that he's got Xanax right in his name, I would not smoke any, I wouldn't put anything in my mouth that he gave me. Not to mention the fact that Billy Ray shouldn't be going anywhere near a lighter with that hair situation of his. So a bong was not a good idea. Well, I'm, I disagree with you. I okay. would be offended if they gave me some weed. I want something stronger to deal with my daughter dating fucking Little Zan. But I, then again, this is the Cyruses. So Little Zan is like the Marilyn Munster of the family, actually. He's probably the normal one compared to them. Yeah. Okay, so uh, lastly, Beyonce. Beyonce and her husband... Uh, their tour, the We Got the Runs, or whatever that's called, the We Got the Runs tour, um, in Atlanta on Saturday night, they were walking off stage when an audience member jumped onto the stage and ran after them. The man's name is Anthony Charles Thomas Maxwell. So he has all the f- first names. And he's been arrested and charged with simple battery after the police discovered he made contact with Jay-Z. Jay-Z is fine, but Anthony got some injuries because dancers and securities tackled him. Okay, Michael, I'm going to sum up my thoughts in a really corny, like, brick background comedy central joke, okay? So get the butter for joke, that corn, okay? is what you're telling me? Get ready, okay? Here it is. I'm going to set it up. This is my late night joke. Um, a man tried to get close to Beyonce and Jay-Z at their concert. If he really wanted to bond with them, he should have written them a letter telling them how much he hates Kim and Kanye. Again, goodbye, everyone. <laughs> But what I want to know is how did he get on that stage? Doesn't Beyonce have thousands and thousands of fans? Not the not the people fans, the fans that blow you. Well, those fans blow you too. But the yeah. you know the metal yeah. fans. Doesn't she? How did he? Did he pole vault? Yeah, he like launched himself up there. He probably grabbed one with his like superhuman strength, and then just got up there. The wind pushed him up. The wind was the wind beneath his wings, pushing him up onto the stage getting him close to his dream he got there and he should beg for life in prison because solange is coming for him yeah and i'd rather be in prison than solange kick my ass okay so that ends that Mm -hmm. but before we go i want to share something soothing for your ear it's an ear it's a massage for your ear janet jackson did a an asmr style interview for the la radio station kiss fm you don't know what ASMR is, 
I will read you how Wikipedia describes it. ASMR, uh, which stands for, oh my God, how do you say that word, Allison? Felcher. <laughs> and I'm back. Sensory meridian response is an experience characterized by a static like or tingling sensation on the skin that typically begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine. It's like, you know, soothing. So she did one. And did you listen to this, Allison? I have Janet Jackson doing it? I haven't yet because I'm scared it's going to relax me too oh, much. It will, a tingle will go down your spine to your loins and back again. It is, it'll, it's your Calgon. Calgon, take me away. So that's what we're going to leave you with. So bye. And say, say, Allison, say goodbye in your ASMR voice. Goodbye. Goodbye. See, it's creepy <laughs> as fuck. We sound like the end of the Haunted Mansion, right? We sound like serial killers. What is ASMR. It stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Love is in the rhythm. Now we're dancing with a whole new meaning. Love is on its way to fill you up. We're made for now.